Hello, my name is Craig Kelly, and I want to welcome you to this new podcast, Common Prayer. Let me take a few minutes to introduce you to this podcast and how I hope and pray it is a blessing for you. This podcast is for Christians who are either struggling with maintaining a consistent prayer life or who may want to explore a different method of prayer and Bible study. This was certainly the case for me. So many times when I would pray, I would find myself getting distracted or my mind would start to wander. And even making time to pray was very hit or miss. In trying to find a solution for this, I went back to my roots. I grew up in Canada attending the Anglican Church, a denomination born out of the English Reformation in the 1500s. The Anglican Church uses a liturgy in worship, which is basically a script of prayers prayed at every service. All of these scripts, whether it was for prayer services or communion, weddings or funerals or any other kind of service, were put together in a prayer book called the Book of Common Prayer. Hence the name of the podcast. One part of the Book of Common Prayer that was included was called the Daily Office. Now this is an order of service for morning prayer and evening prayer that both the clergy and the public could use to have time with the Lord and time in the Bible. This year I started praying the Daily Office and I found it to be an enriching experience, keeping me on track with my prayer life while taking me systematically through the scriptures. And in bringing this podcast to you, my hope and prayer is that for those of you who need that structure in your prayer life, that this will be a way to help deepen your relationship with God. So in this first episode, I'm going to do a quick walkthrough of the service with you, and then we'll spend some time in morning prayer together. My goal in the beginning is to have morning and evening prayer on this podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And depending on how everything goes, hopefully I can go to having morning and evening prayer podcasts Monday through Friday. There are different ways to follow along, and I will link those resources in the podcast description notes. There are resources you can use from the Anglican Church in North America's website. And there's also a website called Daily Office. 2019.com that features the order of service for morning and evening prayer each day. So morning and evening prayer are set up very similarly, both starting with a time of confession, which is bringing your sins before God and asking forgiveness. This helps wipe the proverbial slate clean as we bring our sins to the Lord and receive his forgiveness. This allows us to enter into praise without anything holding us back. This reminds us that we cannot approach God based on our own merits, but only through the forgiveness he offers us through Christ's sacrifice on the cross. From there, we go into an invitation to worship, and this uses something called preces, or short prayers that are said responsively between the person leading the service, called the officiant, and the participants in the congregation. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Now, because I'm reading this by myself, I will be saying each part, and if you're listening, you can read the portion for the congregation, which is typically represented with bold text, or if you want to read the entire text along with me, that's fine, or just listen and pray in your heart. However you choose to participate is totally fine. So the preces include requests that God help open our lips to help give him praise in this time of worship and prayer. And it ends with something called the Gloria Patri, which is an ancient phrase giving God glory for his unchanging nature. 
And it says, Glory be to God the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. Amen. In morning prayer, this is followed by a canticle, or a song of praise. In this case, it's Psalm 95, which is called the Vanity, which is Latin for come, which is in the first line of the psalm, you know, oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. This is to help bring us into that mindset of worship, dwelling on God's greatness. Uh, sometimes Psalm 100 is used instead, which is called the Jubilate, again, a Latin word meaning joyful, since Psalm 100 starts with make a joyful noise. And in evening prayer, we just go right to the Psalms, which in morning prayer are follow the canticles. So we read selected psalms together, and the order of service for the daily office has participants go through the entire book of psalms in one month between the morning and evening prayer services. In some churches, these and other parts of the service are sung, but here we'll just be reading them together. This is not only a chance to dwell upon the words of the psalms, but actually to worship God through them, since the psalms are basically the Bible's songbook. From there, we go into readings for the day. Just as there are set prayers in morning and evening prayer, there are set scripture readings for each day of the year. The goal is to take participants through most of the Old Testament once throughout the year and most of the New Testament twice in a year. So morning and evening prayer have two readings each, uh, most often one from the Old Testament first and then one from the New. Between each reading is another canticle, either a prayer uh, in morning prayer called the Te Deum Laudamus uh, that goes back to the 4th century. Uh, in evening prayer, they pray Mary's Magnificat from Luke's Gospel. And then after the second reading is another canticle, uh, in both cases from Luke's Gospel. The Song of Zechariah, after uh, John the Baptist is born, is said during morning prayer, while the Song of Simeon, uh, after seeing uh, the baby Jesus in the temple, is said during evening prayer. Then we enter another portion of the service that starts with us proclaiming our faith through the Apostles' Creed. This also comes from Christian antiquity, with some estimates going back as far as the second century as to its origin. After this is a time of prayer and petition, starting with what is called the Kyrie eleison, or Lord have mercy, and then followed by the Lord's Prayer. This is followed by a responsory prayer called Suffrages. And then from here, a set prayer, set by the week, is used. This is called a collect, and it's meant to collect the prayers of the people together, hence the name. And this helps us to focus on the Lord and to pray for things that we know will help us grow in our faith. Perhaps a prayer for a certain saint on that saint's feast day is used. But after that, there are prayers to help spur us to missions and to evangelism. And then finally, a prayer called the General Thanksgiving is prayed together. And this is meant to help us offer heartfelt thanks to God for all his blessings. The service then wraps up with a traditional prayer attributed to the uh, 4th century Christian leader St. John Chrysostom, uh, followed by a dismissal. Now, for those who have not experienced this service yet, that sounds like a lot of steps, a lot of things to take in. But I can tell you that once you start praying through these services regularly, 
it really does become a lot easier. The one thing I cannot stress enough, though, is that these words can be as routine or as powerful as the heart that goes into them. I invite you to dwell on these words as they're spoken, and let them come from your heart as we pray through them together. With that, let's start with morning prayer today. Again, if you would like to read and pray along with me, you can find this service at dailyoffice2019.com, or you're welcome to just listen and pray along with me. Let's pray together. Welcome to morning prayer for Monday, June 12th, 2023. This is the Monday after the second Sunday after Pentecost. Also the feast day of St. Barnabas the Apostle. Let's start with the opening sentence. I was glad when they said unto me, We will go into the house of the Lord. Dearly beloved, the scriptures teach us to acknowledge our many sins and offenses, not concealing them from our Heavenly Father, but confessing them with humble and obedient hearts, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. We ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before Almighty God, but especially when we come together in his presence, to give thanks for the great benefits we have received at his hands, to declare his most worthy praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things which are necessary for our life and our salvation. Therefore, draw near with me to the throne of heavenly grace, and let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Just take a moment and consider things that you're bringing in with you to this time, things that you know you did wrong, things that maybe you know you should have done but that you didn't do. Just take a moment to um, confess them in your heart. And then we will pray together. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent. According to your promises, declare to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous and sober life to the glory of your holy name amen grant to your faithful people merciful lord pardon and peace that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind through jesus christ our lord amen o lord open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. 
O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Let's say together the Venite, which is Psalm 95. Starting with the responsory. The Lord is glorious in his saints. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the depths of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me, and put me to the proof, though they had seen my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, of whom I swore in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. The Lord is glorious in his saints. O come, let us adore him. The psalms appointed for this day of the month begin with Psalm 62. Now again, I will be reading this all the way through. You are welcome to read along with me. You are welcome to listen. The verses are alternating between the officiant or the congregation on the website. You are more than welcome to read those parts if you'd like. Again, let's just go through these psalms together and just worship God through them. <clears throat> For God alone my soul in silence waits. From him comes my salvation. He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will you assail a man to crush him, all of you together? as if you were a tottering wall or a broken fence. Their plan is only to bring down the one whom God has exalted. Their delight is in lies. They bless with their mouth, but curse with their heart. Nevertheless, for God alone, my soul in silence waits, for my hope is in him. He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not fall. In God is my help and my glory. He is the rock of my might, and in him is my trust. O oh, put your trust in him always, you people. Pour out your hearts before him, 
for God is our hope. As for the children of men, they are but a breath. The children of men are deceitful. Upon the scales they are altogether lighter than a breath. O trust not in oppression, put not vain hopes in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. One thing has God spoken, indeed two things have I heard him say, that power belongs to our God, and that you, O Lord, are merciful, for you reward everyone according to his work. Let's go on to Psalm 63. O God, you are my God, early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh also longs after you, in a barren and dry land, where there is no water. Thus I have looked upon you in your holy place, that I might behold your power and glory. For your loving kindness is better than life itself. My lips shall praise you. As long as I live, I will magnify you and lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, when my mouth praises you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the watches of the night, because you have been my helper. Therefore, under the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul clings to you, your right hand has upheld me. Those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the earth. Let them fall upon the edge of the sword, that they may be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All those who swear by him shall be commended, for the mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped. Let's go on to Psalm 64. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the gathering together of the wicked, and from the tumult of evildoers, who have wet their tongue like a sword, and shoot out their arrows, even bitter words that they may secretly shoot at the one who is blameless. Suddenly do they shoot him, and fear not. They hold fast to their evil purpose, and discuss among themselves how they may lay snares, and say that no one shall see them. They imagine wickedness, and practice a cunning plot, for the human heart and mind are very deep. But God shall suddenly shoot at them with a swift arrow, and they shall be wounded. Indeed, their own tongues shall make them fall, so that all who see them shall laugh them to scorn. And all shall fear and tell what God has done, for they shall perceive that it is his work. The righteous shall rejoice in the Lord, and put their trust in him, and all who are true of heart shall be glad. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, 
and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Before we continue, I will apologize in advance if I mispronounce anything coming up here. With that being said, the first lesson is a reading from the book of Joshua, beginning with the ninth chapter in the first verse. As soon as all the kings who were beyond the Jordan, in the hill country, and in the lowland, all along the coast of the great sea toward Lebanon, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites heard of this, they gathered together as one to fight against Joshua and Israel. But when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and to Ai, they on their part acted with cunning, and went and made ready provisions, and took out worn-out sacks for their donkeys, and wineskins, worn out and torn and mended, with worn-out patched sandals on their feet, and worn-out clothes. And all their provisions were dry and crumbly. And they went to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal, and said to him and to the men of Israel, We have come from a distant country, so now make a covenant with us. But the men of Israel said to the Hivites, Perhaps you live among us. Then how can we make a covenant with you? They said to Joshua, We are your servants. And Joshua said to them, Who are you, and where do you come from? They said to him, From a very distant country your servants have come, because of the name of the Lord your God. For we have heard a report of him, and all that he did in Egypt, and all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, to Sihon king of Heshbon, and to Og king of Bashan, who lived at Ashtaroth. So our elders and all the inhabitants of our country said to us, Take provisions in your hand for the journey, and go to meet them, and say to them, We are your servants. Come now, make a covenant with us. Here is our bread. It was still warm when we took it from our houses as our food for the journey on the day we set out to come to you. But now, behold, it is dry and crumbly. These wineskins were new when we filled them, and behold, they have burst. And these garments and sandals of ours are worn out from the very long journey. So the men took some of their provisions, but did not ask counsel from the Lord. And Joshua made peace with them, and made a covenant with them to let them live. And the leaders of the congregation swore to them. At the end of three days, after they had made a covenant with them, they heard that they were their neighbors, and that they lived among them. And the people of Israel set out and reached their cities on the third day. Now their cities were Gibeon, Chephira, Beeroth, and Kiriath-Jerim. But the people of Israel did not attack them, because the leaders of the congregation had sworn to them by the Lord, the God of Israel. Then all the congregation murmured against the leaders. But all the leaders said to all the congregation, We have sworn to them by the Lord, the God of Israel, and now we may not touch them. This we will do to them. Let them live, lest wrath be upon us, because of the oath that we swore to them. 
And the leaders said to them, Let them live. So they became cutters of wood and drawers of water for all the congregation, just as the leaders had said of them. Joshua summoned them, and he said to them, Why did you deceive us, saying, We are very far from you, when you dwell among us? Now, therefore, you are cursed, and some of you shall never be anything but servants, cutters of wood and drawers of water for the house of my God. They answered Joshua, Because it was told to your servants for a certainty that the Lord your God had commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you, so we feared greatly for our lives because of you, and did this thing. And now, behold, we are in your hand. Whatever seems good and right in your sight to do to us, do it. So he did this to them and delivered them out of the hand of the people of Israel, and they did not kill them. But Joshua made them that day cutters of wood and drawers of water for the congregation and for the altar of the Lord to this day, in the place that he should choose. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together the Te Deum Laudamus. We praise you, O God. We acclaim you as Lord. All creation worships you, the Father everlasting. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, the cherubim and seraphim, Sing in endless praise. Holy, 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 Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world the Holy Church acclaims you. Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all praise, and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you took our flesh to set us free, you humbly chose the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death, and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come to be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people, bought with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Save your people, Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them, now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Keep us today, Lord, from all sin. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we have put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope. Let us never be put to shame. The second lesson is a reading from the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke, beginning with the 23rd chapter in the first verse. 
Then the whole company of them arose and brought him before Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You have said so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they were urgent, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had long desired to see him, because he had heard about him, and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him, and Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then, arraying him in splendid clothing, he sent him back to Pilate. And Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day, for before this they had been at enmity with each other. Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was misleading the people, and after examining him before you, Behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving death has been done by him. I will therefore punish and release him. But they all cried out together, Away with this man and release to us Barabbas, a man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city, and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish and release him. But they were urgent demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked. But he delivered Jesus over to their will. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us say the Benedictus together. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant. 
This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Now we come to the portion of this service where we confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. There is one point in the Creed where they do speak of believing in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. The Catholic in this case does refer to the universal church. It is not specifically talking about the Roman Catholic church, but it is a proclamation of a belief in one church universal throughout the world. So let us say together the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now these can be said together, or as a responsory, or you may just listen and pray along. Let's pray the suffrages. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, 
and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. So the college for this feast day of St. Barnabas. Grant, O God, that we may follow the example of your faithful servant Barnabas, who, seeking not his own renown, but the well-being of your church, gave generously of his life and substance for the relief of the poor, and went forth courageously in mission for the spread of the gospel. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. So the college for the day, for this Monday after the second Sunday after Pentecost. Grant, O Lord, that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered by your providence, that your church may joyfully serve you in quiet confidence and godly peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Another collect, this one for the renewal of life. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night, and turns the shadow of death into the morning. Drive far from us all wrong desires. Incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Say a prayer for mission. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit, that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you, for the honor of your name. Amen. You're welcome at this time if you want to even pause the podcast just to take a few moments to go before the Lord if you have certain needs or intercessions that you want to bring before Him. Praying for needs for yourself or needs for others. And then when you come back, let's say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, 
for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let's pray the prayer of St. John Chrysostom. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that, my friends, is morning prayer. Thank you for praying with me on this first installment of Common Prayer. Like I said, my hope and prayer is that this will truly become a community of people praying together. And to that end, if this is helping you with your prayer or devotion life, drop me a line. You can reach me at commonprayer419 at gmail.com. Again, that's commonprayer, C-O-M-M-O-N-P-R-A-Y-E-R-419 at gmail.com. You can feel free to drop a comment or a prayer request. Especially if you are in the northwest or west central Ohio area, I would love to see this develop into a community where we are supporting each other and worshiping together, lifting each other up. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss a prayer service. Morning prayer will be posted at 8 a.m. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, with evening prayer posted at 5 p.m. those same days. Again, this has been Common Prayer. My name is Craig Kelly, and I thank you for joining me today. May God richly bless you. See you next time.